So this is a beautiful song, as I mentioned earlier, composed by Sri Bhakti Raksakshida Dev Goswami Maharaj that very much um, captures the spirit of Bhakti Siddhanta, Saraswati Thakur, and um, I'll speak a little bit from one of the verses in due course of our discussion this evening. Um, but Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, of course, is a very important uh, person in our lineage. It was uh, often said by Pujapad Sri Maharaj that the idea that we are all here involved in, really, or as a, as a result are involved in, the idea came in in, in the person of Bhaktivinoda Thakur. The idea here being the idea of wide uh, and uh, circulation through interaction with contemporary thought in the world uh, of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, the teachings of Sriman Mahaprabhu, which until that time were largely contained within the subcontinent of the Bharat of India. Although Chaitanya Dev had uh, predicted through the pen of Prindabandas Dakar Pritibitya Chichatanagaradigram Sarvata Pachar Monam, which means What's this, what do you think it means? Um, is it that my name, more Mahaprabhu said, will be heard in every town and village. Pritibiti Ache Jata Naga Radi Gram Naga Radi Every town and village. Pritibiti of the world. Pritibiti Ache Jata Naga Radi Gram Sarvatra Pachor Pachar Huibe Monam. So the whole, whole world will hear my name. So the idea uh, came in Bhaktivinotaku for. for Realizing this um, statement, um, one that it has been said was thought to have been um, hyperbole or um, metaphorical, or that it wasn't really ever going to um, happen in a, in a literal sense. Um, this was hundreds of years ago that it was predicted, and and uh, and it hadn't happened. Of course, the opportunity to go everywhere and for the world to be conceived of as a one world, which it is that much more now, as there are different means of communication and tra- uh, commerce and travel and so forth. But um, uh, at any rate, it, it, it wasn't something that was realized or thought that much about, but it seemed to um, be something that was... Um, burning in the heart of Bhaktivinoda Thakur to distribute this uh, dispensation of Mahaprabhu widely. Hmm? Given that the British were there in in, in, uh, in, in, in in India doing their missionary work, why not take it you know, in the other direction and so forth? So the idea for that came in him. He who, a uh, famous uh, journalist of the time, uh, Bhaktivinoda uh, Referred to, I'm speaking of Bhakti. The journalist referred to Bhakti Notakar as the seventh Goswami because of his the nature of his work. 
Hmm. Renovating the places of uh, reviving the envisioning the places of Mahaprabhu's pastimes in Navadweep and establishing the birthplace of, of him as the Goswamis did in Vrindavan under the direction of Mahaprabhu and writing many books as the Goswamis did and and and, and capturing uh, uh, and interfacing I would say with the with the um, with the uh, the uh, leadership of, of, of the times, what the Goswamis were doing, they had the patronage of the kings and queens, that's why there are monuments, temples, ghats, built um, uh, throughout Vrindavan, because the Vrindavan Goswamis, they were able to present Mahaprabhu's teachings in such a way that it had credence, credibility, in uh, upper circles, if you will, of the, of the society at the time where there was money and education and so on and so forth. So Bhaktivinoda Thakur had a vision to do the same thing, so to speak, and, and he was very successful. But the vision, the idea, as Sridhar Maharaj would like to say, came in Bhaktivinoda Thakur, and it was given shape by Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasvati Thakur. And he said, and then it was taken all over the world by Bhaktivinoda Swami Prabhupada. Hmm? Sridhar Maharaj was very quick, of course, to give credit where credit was due. Mm-hmm. And we would say, and after that, mm-hmm. the service that came to Sridhar Maharaj to kind of try to hold the thing together and see that it went, went on in terms of uh, proper understanding of what the teachings were, a focus on what uh, on some, perhaps to use the term of proper boiling the milk, mm-hmm. that, um, and, uh, and still allowing it to overflow, but... Um, not that circulation and distribution would be at the cost of uh, one's own progress and, uh, and development and so forth. So, at any rate, uh, we just add that on. Uh, that was his uh, role. Um, the protector, Bhakti Rakshak, protector of uh, his name is, um, and it's beautiful in this way to glorify some of the disciples of Bhaktisiddhanta Sarsi Thakur on the day of his disappearance, those who have been so influential in our lives and have, and have um, connected us with him, Sridhar Marsh here being one of them, uh, his name, Sanyas name, given to him by uh, Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsati Thakur. Bhakti means Bhakti and Rakshaka means protector. Hmm? Sridhar, Sridhar is, is a name for uh, Vishnu, of course, is one of the Sanyas names. Sridhar, Dhar means the carrier the residence uh, of Sri. So that's actually a name for uh, the residence of, of Radha. Hmm. The, uh, so, uh, but it is also the name of the famous commentator on Srimad Bhagavatam that um, of ancient times, Sridhar Swami, that Mahaprabhu um, appreciated um, so much. So the name, Sanyas name of our Sridhar Marsh, Bhakti Rakshak Sridhar Devasamya Marsh very much implies one who is a protector of Bhakti as Sridhar Swami was bringing out Bhakti and distinguishing it hmm, from um, an Advaita version of it uh, to some extent and um, so a great protector of of, of, of of devotion our Guru Marsh Prabhupada a wide circulator 
of devotion. These, these two go really hand in hand. They are, in one sense, as Govinda Maharaj used to say, the chosen successor of Puja Parchita Maharaj, our Rup and Raghunath. Bhaktisiddhanta Sarchitakur would uh, often uh, use the term Rup and Raghunath, Rupa Goswami, Raghunathas Goswami, as the highest ideal of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. So they are our Rupa and, and Raghunath. Uh, at any rate, so, in the words of Sri Ramarsh, the, the idea that came in Bhakti Mnod Thakur was first given shape by Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, and that is what is known as the Gaudiya Math uh, widely uh, today. Um, but leading up to that, of course, he um, made his appearance in the world in Jagannath Puri, and the Thakur Bhakti Vinod had been posted there, in the government uh, service as a magistrate, so he was a prominent person himself in the um, in the government, and uh, it is said that uh, he, with this idea of wide-scale dissemination of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, I have in the previous discussions described Bhaktivinoda as the first convert to Gaudiya Vaishnavism. It might sound odd because he's our, one of our Acharya and he's from India and so forth. But he uh, was, although appearing in, in India, taking birth in India, he was very much, uh, he schooled by the British. And uh, Calcutta at the time was the, the seat of the British Empire in India. What was their famous company there? Some um, East, India. East India Company, yeah. Um, and uh, so he had a lot of, um, he was um, exposed to the, the literature and philosophy from the West. And um, as he uh, grew up and so forth, and he had, of course, a very religious um, disposition and so forth, but they were competing at the time um, religious ideas in Bengal and in, in Calcutta, which was like which, which which was the seat of the British Empire, and which was also the place where the Hindu educated um, piety would was it was their kind of think tank, if you will, the Badralok, hmm? the uh, kind of auspicious people of. Uh, uh, and they were all involved to some extent in kind of examining their own Hindu tradition on the, in, re, in, in relation to the influence of the West, which, is, which were foreign ideas, foreign religious ideas, philosophical ideas that were um, from a different uh, soil and so forth. And of course there was this heavy kind of uh, uh, push from the British that the Indians were savage and that they, that they were the, the civilized sector. And, and so there was some resistance, but there was also some um, acceptance and integration and, and uh, exchange of ideas. Some British people very much influenced by Indian ideas and some British Indians were influenced by the British ideas, especially the puritanical kind of Victorian ideas, and 
um, this did not interface well with the Rasalila of Srimad Bhagavatam, the central piece, if you will, of our uh, uh, theology. It was uh, much misunderstood. Um, and so some people, for example, amongst the Hindus, were abandoning affiliation with the Bhagavatam, even calling it maybe as an, a book that was interpolated and not really part of our sacred texts and so forth. They were backing away from it uh, to some extent. Bhaktivinoda Thakur, and Bhaktivinoda Thakur was influenced by that. He had no interest in reading the Bhagavad. He was brought up to think that it was, you know, wasn't uh, um, really a spiritual book, but he happened to come in touch with the Chaitanya Charitamrita in the Bengali language, and he read that, and he saw the Bhagavatam through the light of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and to the surprise of many people, he became a Gaudiya Vaishnav, which was which means that Gaudiya Vaishnavism was not in the think tank, so to speak, as, as one of the alternative ideas that were progressive and um, and had currency, you know, in the time. Hmm? Um, it was said that at the time that if, a, if, if to the house of a pious Hindu, a Gaudiya um, beggar or Baba, whatever, came to the door and the servant would be asked, who, who is there? I says, oh, it's one of those Gaudiya people. Oh, give him some fruit and send him away. There's nothing to learn from them. Hmm? Uh, it was thought. So this was the, the depths to which Gaudiya Vaishnavism had sunk, although it was alive and well in, in many respects, it was not alive and well amongst the progressive, educated um, uh, persons of, of, of Bengal, and, and it was not something that would be considered at a social gathering when there would be discussion about spirituality and so on and so forth. So, um, therefore, as I say, the contempt- leaders of contemporary thought who Bhaktivinoda Thakur was in the mix with hmm, were surprised, shocked, that he became a Gaudiya. He had so much promise. He was an educated person and um, familiar with Western ideas and you would think he would have adopted some a Western idea, maybe Christianity, some would have thought, or some there were some mixes of Christianity where you took like you made you made like a kind of a they found like a the 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 the, 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 the Upanishadic Krishna, the speaker of the Gita, the statesman and the uh, the, the, the wise not the not the uh, debauch and the, the playboy and so forth, Krishna, but this Krishna. Uh, um, so anyway, like I said, different ideas, but but he but he became a Gaudiya. Hmm? So he was, in a sense, very much influenced by the West. But he became a Gaudiya, became a convert. He was a convert within the Hindu context, but also he was a convert from a Western perspective because he had so much um, Western influence, exposure, and so on. And so, so so he embraced the Bhagavatam, he embraced Gaudiya Vaishnavism, and he then, given his background, he wanted to contemporize it, if you will, and speak about it in a way that would have 
currency in the times. This was his, was the, his the real task of preaching. And so he took to writing and um, so on and so forth. And in the context of this, um, he apparently envisioned it as quite an undertaking. Hmm? You can imagine. This was a religious tradition that, for the most part, had been uh, dismissed at that time by educated, pious people. Hmm? That doesn't mean there weren't some siddhas here and there, and uh, but the people that were... Many people were joining because they were born in Vaishnavas and they didn't necessarily have any sambandhagyan. Many of the lineages had become less than spiritually vital and so forth. It's not to say that there was no vitality. There were, and there were people that Bhaktivinoda interfaced with within the Vaishnavism whom he got inspiration from and so forth and so on. But it did not have that kind of... Um, it was not, as I said, being presented in such a way that it was thought of as a, as a viable alternative for educated, thoughtful, progressive um, um, persons. young person growing up who got an education wouldn't think of becoming a Godia, Vaishnava. And so to change this around was a big task in the mind of Bhaktivinoda Thakur, rightfully so. And therefore it is said that he petitioned Bhagwan to send me some help. The hmm? ray of Vishnu. It is sometimes the term was given, and it was. And it, and he, he felt that 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 in the person of his son, Bhimo Prashad, who later became the great Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasthi Thakur, that a, a ray of Vishnu had come to uh, assist him, and there were signs. As it goes, the story goes at the time of his birth that would be indicators of such and so on. Uh, they were living right on the main road in Jagannath Puri where the um, Rathiyatra would pass annually, the, the Rath cart of Jagannath and Subhadra and Baladev, and on, on the occasion of the Rathiyatra, at the, shortly after the birth of Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasthi Thakur, here is his birth in January, February. Uh, so it would have been that maybe he was about six months old, hmm? um, and the uh, the Roth cart stopped in front of the house of Bhaktivinoda Thakur, and it wouldn't move, as the story goes. And uh, what the garland, I guess, of Jagannath was taken and given to the child, and <coughs> fell on him somehow. Maybe took the child out to get a blessing, and the garland came down and so there was so it's such a sign. They said that his umbilical cord was wrapped around his neck like a like a Brahmin thread, something like that. And so these are the the uh, the, uh, the stories that persons make much of and so forth. Um, we could or could not. We can do with them or without them. His person, his character as time went on, demonstrated that he was um, the answer very much to Bhakti Thakur's prayer. He Again, in the words of Puja Pachitamarsh, gave shape to the idea coming in Bhaktivinoda Thakur. Bhaktivinoda Thakur asked him to do that particular work. He gave him Harinam and the Sringa Mantra also, and then he uh, pushed him to take initiation from Gorkishwar Das Babaji Maharaj. So Bhakti Sarasthi Thakur ultimately had two gurus, Bhaktivinoda Thakur and Gorkishwar Das Babaji. Hmm? His connection with Gorkhasur Das Babaji is something that was very much sought after 
by the Thakur. Um, both, I would say, on the force of the um, the recommendation and the pushing of Bhaktivinoda Thakur, and um, also on the part of Saraswati Thakur in terms of his own insight about the position of Gorkashore Das Babaji Maharaj. Um, what I mean by that is that Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasthaka was an educated young man and he was morally very, very um, upright. And so in the circles, he was like, oh, that boy is very, you know, very, very good boy and very well educated, very intelligent and um, he had such signs and stuck out amongst um, the, the, uh, his contemporaries in the eyes of the adults and so forth. And um, so he was sought after. Hmm? He had his experience in life prior to taking initiation from Gorkhasur Das Babaji Maharaj was that he was a valuable commodity, being educated, being pious, having a good, uh, whatever, nice disposition and respectful and uh, so on, and so many good qualities. Hmm? Um, so these are desirable. He found himself desirable. But he found Gorkashore Das Babaji Marsh that in, in, in relation to him, these things had no value. Bhakti is said to be a form of uh, a, 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 a blessing. Hmm? It's given to us. And, and it is given not because one or another anyone, someone, has certain qualifications. If that were the case, the independent nature of bhakti would be in question. As Krishna is independent, bhakti is independent. Independent means she gives herself who she wants to, whenever she wants to, and by giving herself, she qualifies people in a way that they could not otherwise be qualified. And whatever their qualifications may be, hmm, They do not have the power to beget bhakti. Hmm? Only bhakti can give bhakti. If humility, if being a nice, a good boy, intelligent, being renounced, hmm? um, and so forth, was reason to give bhakti to someone, then as I say, the independent nature of bhakti would be in question. This is, of course, taught to us in the Srimad Bhagavatam in the story of Narada. Hmm. There in the fifth chapter, I believe it begins, Narada tells a story to Vyas and how he was born as the son of a maidservant, which means he didn't know who his father was and uh, not a high birth, and uh, if you will. And... Um, but somehow or other, he uh, he was living with his mother and and, the, and some traveling um, mendicants, devotees, bhagavatas, took uh, up residence in his house during the rainy season. Of course, they discussed the bhagavat and so forth. And his good qualities are mentioned there, Narads. Hmm? But these bhagavatas blessed him with bhakti. And, he, and Bhakti Devi blessed him not because he had the qualities. Hmm? Hmm? Hmm. So Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur 
had all such good qualities, but what interested him in Bhaktivinoda Thakur was not only the, the, the encouragement and the pushing of Bhaktivinoda that he take shelter in Gorakasharas Babaji, but his own experience that, that while he was a valuable person from a worldly point of view, in a religious point of view, um, uh, and desirable to join our group, to work for us, or what might be the case, to marry my daughter or, or whatever, uh, his good qualities and his popularity had no uh, uh, had no significance to Gorkashore Das Babaji. Hmm? Gorkashore Das Babaji's blessing could not be purchased by that. Hmm? Um, he was asked, I believe, for initiation, and he said, I'll have to ask Mahaprabhu. I'll let you know what he says. And, of course, he never replied back. And so Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasitaka came again and asked. And still, yeah, I, I forgot to ask him uh, something like that. He put him off several times. And uh, the history of this is difficult to sort out. It's oral and stories are told in different ways and so on and so forth. But um, the overall point uh, uh, is that, as I say, uh, his qualification by other standards was not something that uh, had any currency with, with Gorkashore and that attracted him to Gorkashore. He could understand he has something valuable. Through the oral traditions he even said that, that, that he, he went on, the, on a bridge and, and sent word he was, would, would be leaping off if he couldn't get the connection of Gorkashore who was a contemporary of Bhakti Vinod. He used to come to Bhakti Vinod's Bhagavatam discourses, listen to them and and so forth, and was very famous uh, in in Bengal and in Vrindavan. He spent many years in Vrindavan and then went to uh, uh, Bengal for the last part of his life to become absorbed in Gorlila in the, in the Gotamandala Bhumi, hmm. sacred place of Mahaprabhu's pastimes. Um, and so eventually uh, the Gorkhishtas um, uh, Babaji Maharaj, of course, accepted him, hmm, embraced his ardent and sincere appeal and Bhaktisiddhanta Sashti Thakur um, um, gave himself entirely to Ekanta um, Bhakti or Ananya Bhakti Sudha Bhakti is taught by both his father and Gorkhishore Das Babaji, his two gurus who gave him different advices Bhaktivinoda Thakur wanted him to preach Suggested to him, pushed him in that direction. I called you for this. Vishnu was sent. You know, this, this was his feeling. And Babaji Marshall, said, "Oh, this preaching is so problematic. You know, you, you just have to manage things and talk to all kinds of people and uh, aren't interested. Just do bhajan, stay in the dom." Uh, either said that, or that's what he exemplified. Hmm? Um, and Babaji and Bhakti Thakur, we can say to his credit, he did both. Hmm? Sometimes I say Bhakti Vinod went one out, but um, there's another way to look at that, and that is, as I say, he did both. He sat and he did bhajan for a long time. What was it? He took a vow to chant a billion names, and how long does that take? Ten, twelve years or something. Ten years, something like that. Okay, well, nine years. So he sat for nine years chanting, arguably, three lakhs a day, 325 
uh, a lakh is a hundred thousand, sixteen rounds is twenty-five thousand names, so four times more than the sixteen is one lakh, and that four times three, so twelve times more hmm, than sixteen rounds in a day. You would chant hmm, until hmm, you reached a billion. Hmm? Took nine years, I guess. I'm not sure about the numbers on that, but nine years he sat in Bhajan. Hmm? So the point is that he, one thing that he followed the, the, the um, instruction of advice, encouragement of, of, of Gorkhishore Das Babaji Maharaj. Hmm? But it said that in the course of that Bhajan, when he completed his round, mystically, magically, a piece of um, paper, a page from a book, um, blew, you know, in the wind, I don't know, crumpled up or something, and he, he opened up it, and there was Mahabrabhu's instructions, I believe, to Sanatana Goswami, hmm, to um, excavate the places of Gore, of Krishna's pastimes, to write books, to personify um, Bhakti uh, Sudachar, what's the other one? Uh, uh, anyway, to preach some instructions of Mahabrabhu Sanatana. So he took that to heart and thought, I've done the bhajan, now I serve Bhakti Vinod Thakur's uh, desire of me to preach. He had a vision of the Panchatattva and and uh, and up he got from his bhajan. Hmm? So with that, we, we come to the line in this uh, song, in this Prabhupada Staba that um, we have sung, that so much um, has captured the character in person. Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, composed as it is by Pujapad Sridhar Marsh. Paramhangsaparam Paramartha Patim Patithodarane Kritavesh Jitim Yati Rajaganai Parivesha Padam Parisevya Padam Pranamami Sada Prabhupada Padam. This speaks about the two sides of his adherence, if you will, to his Guru's orders to do bhajan to preach. Paramhamsa Bharam. Paramartha Patim. He was a Paramahamsa. Paramhamsa Param. Paramartha Patim. Yati Raja Ganai. That he, he was the the the, 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 the crown jewel is set here of the Paramhamsas, the prince of the Paramhamsas. Paramhamsa means the the within the for example the sannyas order, which is part of the Gyan Marg, but of course Mahabhu also took sannyas, and there is a form of Vaishnav sannyas. Um, but uh, in this order, there's there's four divisions. There's um, Kutichak, Bahudak, Paribrajak, and the Paramahams. And humps, humps, paramhams. So, um, if the, this is technical, but if, if he takes sannyas first, it, the system would be that he stayed in the same village, and um, and um, maybe relatives would bring food or something like that, and then uh, maybe that was Kutichuk, Then Bahudak, he would. I forget what the Bahuduk is, progressive. Parivrajak would mean he would leave the village and travel and stay in no particular place. Hmm? 
So it's interesting that there was a system like this that, where one would take sannyasa and one would gradually um, develop greater eligibility to depend entirely upon Krishna. Hmm? Uh, so this is the stage of Kuthichak Forgive me for not remembering the details of what those stages involve. But the Paribhajak means the wandering mendicant. So he's reached a point where he can just go and wander and depend on Krishna. Hmm? without that dependence becoming a problem for him in his mind and and when Krishna doesn't provide as much as you might want or feel you need and so forth. So uh, and then from there wandering widely then the Paramhamsa stage where he can he can sit and and uh, do bhajan entirely. So um, so it's said here that he was the crown jewel of the Paramhamsa. I mean he could sit for nine years. And do bhajan. That's uh, that's uh, uh, an example. Illustrates his his accomplishment. Hmm? But paramhamsa param paramartha patim patitho darane krita vesha yatim yatirajaganai. Um, when it says here that he's a Paramhamsa, it's um, not so much speaking, in a sense, about the orders of sannyas as it is like beyond the sannyas. Hmm? He's a Paramhamsa. He's perfected, but but he took a position as a yati, as a sannyasi, as a parivrajak. He was qualified fully, but he formally. Got up from his bhajan and took a position of a parivrajak, which would be the stage before the paramhamsa, hmm? as a yati, as a sannyasi, and traveled and preached and so forth and so on. Um, so his traveling and preaching, while ordinarily would be a stage that one would go through in order to be able to sit, arguably, was something he got up from sitting to do, not because he was distracted from his sitting, but because he had inspiration within his sitting to get up and fulfill the ambition of Bhakti Vinotak will be instrumental in that. And so this is a very extraordinary type of um, party rajak, kind of the idea where you take, where you have some, an Uttamadikari brings himself to the Madhyam platform for preaching. Hmm? Preaching requires discrimination and so forth that is not part of uh, um, a life lost in bhajan, hmm? oblivious to the external world. So to become a, a, a conscious of it, he only has to discriminate and so forth. So this is a position that he voluntarily put himself in to fulfill the ambition of Bhakti Mnotaku and preach widely and widely he did, giving shape, as I say, to the idea that came in Bhaktivinotakura, and in no small measure. Hmm? It is said that he formed 64 monasteries. That's a lot. Hmm? And these were beehives of activity hmm, during his time. Um, and they were filled with young men and young, often educated men. Two examples. Of course, our Prabhupada uh, my Guru was not a, a, a member living in the moth, in the monastery. He was a householder. 
Shidamarsh was, on the other hand, but both of them were educated people. Akinchen Krishnas Babaji was an educated person. I think he was like like an, an athlete, maybe a triathlon or something. You know, could have been could have been Olympic uh, runner or something like that. So people like this who were yeah who were well known or not well known, but they were educated. They were influenced by Gandhi and and the and the revolution of Gandhi, which was sweeping throughout India. Every young man and woman, this was the thing to do: join Gandhi, you know, Swaraj, liberation. And there, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur is saying that liberation is bondage. Political liberation is bondage. There's a higher idea of liberation. This is what Mahaprabhu has come to give, and so, and he was able to speak about it in such a way. He was able to exemplify it in such a way that persons. in the flow of the contemporary world who would be reading the paper and what's going on and so forth, were captivated by it. A position that Gaudiya Vaishnavism, as I said said earlier, did not hold at the time. So he was able to be an instrument hmm, in the the hands, if you will, of Bhakti Vinod. He once said, to bring this about, he once said, that, that well, Bhakti Thakur said, in the Sankirtan party of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, his Panchatattva, going through the streets of Navadweep doing kirtan, my position, Bhakti Thakur said, is I am a sweeper. I go out and I sweep the streets. Hmm? When I first went to, by and Prabhupada's invitation, to Navadweep, hmm? First festival that he held there, um, the the prediction of Bhakti Vinod Thakur was fulfilled. I happen to be fortunate to be part of that. The prediction that one day people from all over the world, different cultures and countries, will come down this road that was now called Bhakti Siddhanta Road, hmm? and in in Sankirtan chanting Jai Sachinandan, Jai Sachinandan, Jai Sachinandan. So I was fortunate to be part of that. That vision was fulfilled. And at that time, we were doing Sankirtan down the street, and people would come out of their houses and sweep the street and then and pour water, sweep, sweep, pour water, and then they'd have a little tray of sweets. They'd put it down on the road, offer dandavats, hmm? and that's where they would offer the, the, to, the, to the Sankirtan party. Ladies were coming out from their homes doing this. It was amazing. Hmm? Uh, than to be part of that. <laughs> I, of course, feel very uh, fortunate. But Bhaktivinoda Thakur said, I, envisioning the Sankirtan of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu perpetually unmanifest but going on in Abhidweep, he envisioned himself as a sweeper. Hmm? And Bhaktivinoda Sarsri Thakur said, and I am one straw in the broom of Bhaktivinoda. Shri Bhaktivinoda Thakur ki jai. Bhaktivinoda Puribar ki jai. Hmm? And what he did, at one straw, what one straw could do, <laughs> very extraordinary. Sixty-four mots, not an easy uh, task, and filled with persons who were largely, m- many of whom were educated. And, and here, the two prime examples that I'm giving of Prabhupada, our Prabhupada, my Prabhupada, and, uh, and uh, Sridharmarsh, they were members of Gandhi's mission. They, were, they thought this was... was, uh, was worthy of um, 
their 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 time and 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 thought and so forth as young men and they they heard the preaching of bhakti siddhanta and they were converted hmm. they gave up gandhiism i mean it's a huge thing if you think about it at the time hmm. and so that his mission filled up with these kind of people hmm. and he, eventually he formally in the context of this of course he had formally taken a sannyas hmm. Uh, given himself sannyas, or taken it from the picture of Gorakshardas Babaji, which is odd, but he has power. Ordinary people uh, should not, and devotees should not imitate the works of great, um, the acts of great persons. This, of course, is what Sukadev told Parikshit Maharaj when Parikshit Maharaj asked, "How could Krishna be dancing with the wives of other people in the Braj? And he said, "What great people can do, hmm? ordinary people cannot. That's not what you think." So we can't just go to the picture and think we'll we'll do like Bhakti Siddhanta. You can do, but then you should do what Bhakti Siddhanta did. That kind of thing. If you have that kind of power, force, and it was, as I say, considerable. Hmm? And um, and so he preached widely throughout uh, India, very successfully. And in doing so, he also was a was a, a very strong cri- uh, uh, critic of his own tradition of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Hmm? Um, so while he spoke strongly in favor of the ideal of Mahaprabhu and thought that with anything short of this, people are getting shortchanged. This opportunity has come, they should know about it. So he was kind of critical in that way. I mean, when you when you have to understand, what was the position of Gaudiya Vaishnavism in relation to the world, as I've explained? Now, how do you get it on the map? Hmm? Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasri Thakur started a form of spiritual terrorism. Hmm? And I was fortunate to be part of. Uh, <laughs> spiritual terrorism. In other words, uh, if, if, you, if, if you have, if nobody is going to listen to your cause, uh-huh. politically speaking, then you have someone like the Palestinians, for example. No one would listen to their cause. It was, you know. But Yasser Arafat, he became a terrorist, and now you got to listen. They're blowing up people. Uh, so, like, who are these guys? Let's get them. And then, then oh, you want to get us? This is who we are. We're Palestinians, and we're being uh, oppressed, and so forth. And so that message get, got, got out. I don't recommend <laughs> that kind of terrorism, but this is a form of spiritual terrorism. Prabhupada, in, in my Prabhupada, in his own ways, in his own words, uh, often said, any publicity is good publicity. That is not a policy that is to serve for all times. Hmm? But there may be times when such a policy has its place. Hmm? And so Bhaktisiddhanta Sarsi Thakur was very critical hmm, of other traditions and uh, and he was very forceful. He wasn't like real accommodating and pluralistic in his approach you find Bhaktivinoda Thakur was more pluralistic and accommodating. And we like that now because our times are different and they lend to more pluralistic presentation and, 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 and so on and so forth. But without the presentation of Bhaktisiddhanta Sarsati Thakur, who gave shape to the ideas of Bhaktivinoda in a way that made him look like he was different from Bhaktivinoda, hmm? and some people said, he's not really a follower of Bhaktivinoda. What's he doing this for and that for? Hmm? And so why is he speaking like that and so forth? But he made Bhakti Thakur 
the household word. I mean, I mean, he took his name all over the world. Hmm? So he, 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 his devotion to Bhaktivinoda Thakur can't be questioned. Hmm? His strategy was one of thinking outside of the box, if you will, and doing what was needed to get bring attention to Gaudiya Vaishnavism, and he and, and he was very successful. We don't have to follow the same strategy. Hmm? Prabhupada followed it also coming to America. And his, how do you get on the map in America? Hmm? United States. It was hard enough to get on the map in India, hmm? as I'm explaining. Now, America, Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasitakur had said, I wish that I could have ten years to spend in America. This was before the Americans became, America became the world leading world power, while Britain was still the leading power in the world, Bhaktisiddhanta envisioned that the, that, that the guard would change and it would come to America. And so he wanted to spend 10 years there. Of course, he passed from the world without being able to do so, but Pujapachitamar said, I think he got 10 plus 2 in the form of Swami Maharaj, our Prabhupada who preached for 12 years in America and Europe. Hmm? And so he carried that same spirit, the kind of the very forceful, um, not very accommodating and pluralistic. And uh, and he said things like, anyway, what can we do? Any publicity is good publicity. He said, probably we're selling the books and people are um, buying them and then and some of them are throwing them in the trash. And you say, what can they do? They're throwing their babies in the trash. Hmm? Keep Keep selling them. Circulate them somehow or other. He gave the idea, just like Lenin. Hmm? Lenin wrote the Communist Manifesto and went underground. And then it was circulated everywhere, and then he came up. <laughs> and everybody's ready to listen to him, because they all had read his book by then. Hmm? He wanted to get out from underneath the bourgeoisie. and uh, Is it bourgeoisie? Uh, yeah. So, this was his idea. Somehow, and we were spiritually terrorizing the American public. Um, by selling books anywhere and everywhere, legally or illegally, and uh, um, uh, and so forth. Um, such a policy would is not recommended by me today, and and I was a leader of that, so I have I'm a good good person to ask about that. Hmm? Um, uh, I was fortunate to be uh, used by Prabhupada in that way. Hmm? It'd be a, a central. Uh, Leading figure in the wide circulation of Chaitanya Charitamrita, Srimad Bhagavatam, Bhagavad Gita for the first time in the English language. <laughs> so, um, so this, uh, of course, now times have changed, and, so, and, and to, to follow Bhakti Siddhanta Sastri Thakur in the spirit of our Paribar is to understand the times and, and the teaching and, and adjust accordingly to make, again, a presentation that will be contemporary, have currency in the world today, and that's what we're doing here in the jungle of uh, Madhavan, whether you realize it or not. If you, you tune into my entire strategy, you'll see that it's, 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 it's well thought out for that, and that we're having some success. Um, of course, we're writing books also and circulating them, and uh, not in a terrorizing way, but... Uh, um, uh, to some extent, we are ministering also to devotees in the devotee sector to try to get them to think a little outside of the box and um, 
and and be be contemporary and, and bring light to what the real essential teachings of the Bhagavatam are and, and represent them according to the times in which we live. And this was very much, as I say, what the idea of Bhakti Noda was about, which was very much given shape by Bhakti Siddhanta. The problem today, of course, in the community, and this is inevitable, which which re, which requires in the critiquing of the community, is that we'll people will look back at Bhakti Siddhanta or Prabhupada, they did it like this, we have to do it like that. That's what it means to follow them, do it like they did. Hmm? But like they did is, to some extent, obviously relative to time and circumstance. Hmm? And as the time and circumstance change, to follow them means to understand that and adjust accordingly. Hmm? And when we don't do that, in the name of following them, then we, we won't get the kind of following that they would have expected, and neither we will be following them in a real meaningful and dynamic way, and thus the internal insight, most what is the, the desirable, all right, the, the ideal, it, it won't be coming within us, and we'll have a, a form of Gaudiya Vaishnavas that needs to be critiqued. Ekanishtadikari hmm? orientation, um, and and forms like we see them today uh, that are prominent fundamentalist religious forms of um, of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Hmm? Um, such uh, is um, um, uh, uh, this is something in a way to be to be addressed hmm? in the spirit. Of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. So, we want to be living members of the family, the Padibar of Bhakti Vinod Thakur. And it was the request of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur of his disciples, and it's passed on to his grand disciples and, and their disciples to keep the current of Bhakti Vinod Thakur alive in the world. Hmm? Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur Prabhupada Ki Jai. Bhakti Vinod Thakur ki jai, Bhakti Vinod Paribar ki jai, jai, Isi Bhakti Vedanta Swami Prabhupada ki jai, Isi Bhakti Raksaksida Dev Goswami Maharaj ki jai, Gaur Bhakti Vrinda ki jai, Gaur Premanandi. Was the time? 7.50. Any question? Yes. Uh, what was the meaning behind uh, Bhakti Sinatra's Sanyas name? Well, um, the system that of of Prabhupada Bhakti Siddhanta for sannyas was to um, adopt sannyas names from what he determined were the hundred and eight sannyas names. Shankar had listed ten sannyas names: Saraswati, Tirtha, Bon, Puri. Um, hmm? Parvat, Aranya, Giri, Varet. Swamina, uh, Ashram, Sagar. There you are, the ten sannyas names, the Shankar's given. But Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsti Thakur did some research, I don't know, maybe from a book called Ananta Samhita or somewhere. Anyway, he put together 108 sannyas names, hmm? provision of sannyas. So the sannyas names are 
Saraswati, Vaan, Puri, and so forth, and then beyond that, they are. Um, uh, there are a number of them, like uh, Swami is one, Goswami is one, um, Paramadvaiti is one, Keshava, Govinda, Narayan, um, hmm? Padmanabha. Yeah, there are so many underneath. Abadut, uh, and so forth. So, Sridhar is one. Um, uh, so, these are the sannyas names. So, he would take one of the 108 sannyas names, and then he would preface that name with bhakti, and a two or three syllable name that characterized that person. So, there would be a, 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 a Tirtha Maharaj, but there might be a number of Tirtha Maharajas. There could be a Bhakti, is a Bhakti Vedanta Tirtha Maharaj, Bhakti Pramod Tirtha Maharaj, Bhakti um, um, Gaurava Tirtha Maharaj, hmm? Bhakti Vedanta Tirtha Maharaj or Puri Maharaj. And so, he could multiply them <laughs> uh, unlimitedly, the 108, and there would be so, so there would be a personal kind of a name, Bhakti Vishramba, Madhav Maharaj, for example. Sanyas name I gave to one one uh, godbrother of mine who asked me to choose a name for him. that hmm? characterized him. So uh, so so Bhakti, and he chose the name Siddhanta. Hmm? And Saraswati. Saraswati is one of the ten. Mm-hmm. And of course, it speaks of uh, learning, mm-hmm. knowledge. Mm-hmm. And he was very concerned that the Siddhanta of Bhakti would be understood by people who were um, Vaishnavas by birth or got initiated here and there, and they didn't really know the difference between Shiva and Vishnu other than. They liked Shiva because they were told Vishnu because they told he was better. But they don't know any philosophy or anything. They, they would commit namaparads because they didn't understand the philosophy. So he wanted to make sure the Siddhanta, the teaching, the Siksha was given to Sambandagyan. So anyway, he referred to himself as Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati. Um, that was his sannyas name. And, I, and, and then, as I say, he gave similar sannyas names to his disciples. Um, and whether, you know, in his meditation he derived that from Gorkishore or uh, that's uh, a private matter that he has not really um, um, elaborated upon, but that was his name and that was his system. Does that help? Something more? No. Anything else? Yes. There is some information that um, some kind of um, diary by Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur was found. Uh, yeah. You know yeah, it was found several years ago, and one devotee found it. I guess he kept it, and he's, he's and um, I suppose he'll publish some parts of it or something like that. Um, I don't know what uh, whether it's. Um, um, 
I should find out whether it's available, you know, to um, for public viewing, so to speak. Be in Bengali, but um, written. But um, Brigu, Brigupad, my disciple, he knows the fellow who found it and uh, or has it or whatever, and um, he said he was planning on. This was quite a few years ago, publishing some parts or articles, and that there were some interesting things in it in relation to histories that are not clear, the relationship between, for example, Bhakti Siddhanta and Bhitan Bihari Goswami or Late Prashad, things like that, that are interesting. That's what Brigu told me that he had heard, Brigupad. So uh, thank you for reminding me about that. I should look into that. Anything else? His Diksha name was Varshavanu something. What was it? Daitya Varshavanu be... Yeah, I forget. Daitya Das. Nima Prashadad. And named as a servant of Radharani. Hmm. Bhakti Siddhanta, I was going to say something like he kind of put together the diction mantras that we, we chant, like the, the Guru Gayatri. Well, he didn't put them together. Those are f- out there. There are different versions of them, hmm, slightly different. Now, I'm. Some will, some will be prefaced by by him. Some will give, give by the seed ayim. Some will be prefaced by the seed clean. Um, the gore mantra. Uh, you know, Guru Gatri might be given ayim Guru ayim Guru Devaya. Or you could say, I won't say the ultimate Krishna Nandaya or Gor. Gopriyanandaya, they, 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 they say it in different ways, different sort of adjustment, but the form is, is basically there. Hmm? And he selected himself in a particular form. It's said actually that he began giving the Guru mantra and Guru Gayatri because Keshav Marsh, one of his earlier disciples, after receiving Diksha, was disappointed that there was no Guru mantra to meditate on. And so he acquiesced and incorporated that into his diksha, Guru Mantra and Guru Gratri. That's uh, what's been told by Gaudivedanta Samiti, the, the, the mission of, of Keshav Maharaj. Hmm? But those mantras are there. They're there in, a, in a, like the padatis of Dhyan Chandra, Gopal, Guru Goswami. But the gurus seem to adjust them slightly here and there. All right, so we'll stop there. Bhankisaran Sastri Thakur Prabhupada Vibhava Mahamotsa Vatiti Vijay. Kovud Premanandiri.